Welcome to the 152nd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight... Uh, by my wonderful co-host, podcast regular, and all-around great person, Alicia Carabinus. Hello, Alicia. Did you call me a great person? I lied. You you did? I was, oh, I, shit. I'm cutting that part out when they edit. <laughs> I got really excited. Well, anyway, yes. Yes, I'm Alicia Carabinus, and I am a great person. Sam said so. If you want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, who are you, Alicia Carabinus, other than being a great person? Oh, other than a great person? I am a PhD student at Purdue University. I study, uh, surprise, video games and rhetoric and composition. Like, whatever. Mostly video games. Mm. Cool. Cool. So, what's up? Well, what's up? So, I guess we can go ahead and get started with our usual. What you playing? What you reading? What you drinking? Those are the three important questions of the night. Alicia Carabinus, what you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing all kinds of things, actually. Many more than usual, uh, because the end of the semester... But, you know, some of the usual things, like I've been playing Hearthstone, um, I downloaded and just briefly started a new game called Sarah is Missing. It's not like a new, new game, but um, it came out last fall, and uh, I got it because it's set entirely within a cell phone, a la um, a normal lost phone, but this is a horror game. But I really enjoyed the other one and the idea of handling an artifact like a phone, that being the central conceit of a game, so I wanted to try it. Um, I've also been playing some Crusader Kings 2, which is a big go-to for me when I have more spare time. And, uh, I played some of The Witness, which turns out I still hate. (laughs) Still hate The Witness. But the big thing that I've been doing is I've been playing, um, online Mafia. Like, a social deception game, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. really interesting. Because tell us about it. Well, I mean, it's play by post, so like forum based. Um, and so, you know, you do like your normal things. You're trying to figure out who the mafia is for your town or whatever. Um, but because it's all forum based, you kind of have to like read through what other people are doing, look for slips or changes or shifts or I don't know. Uh, the thing that works for me really well is because you know I do research. It's really easy for you to remember that one thing that somebody said like 500 posts before and to go and grab it, just that one post, and be like, no, 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 you said this before. This is now an inconsistency. Um, 
but I've joined a community that's been going for like three or four years. So they all know each other. So that's a little strange, mm. but it's really interesting. I like it a lot. Cool. It moves very quickly. That sounds so. fun. It, it's, it's, it's weird though, because you strip away all of the like body language and stuff from a social deception game, which is, you know, kind of how you figure things out. So it all becomes just right. close reading of the text. So I don't know. I'll let yeah, you know I how imagine I go to play my be... second game. Yeah. Apparently it's a very it's a big thing. Like all over the world people do this. It's like there's a huge robust community of forum based mafia games. I had no idea. Hmm. I I me either. <laughs> <laughs> Learn something new every day. All right. Yeah, apparently. So what about you? Um well lot I have been playing more Zelda. <laughs> I keep Yay. dropping in and out of playing Zelda. Well, you know, that's the, the thing about having it on the Switch and, you know, having all the shrines and you can go in and you can play for a little bit of time and come mm-hmm. out and go do other things and go play other games and still come back to it and not be lost. Oh, that's cool. So I'm loving that part. I'm loving that part. Um, I have also... Oh, you know what? I rented... Uh, pray. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Because I, know I suck at me either. Um, I well, I wanted to try it. I wanted to try it because I was like, because everybody else was playing it. Mm-hmm, games, right? Uh, everybody <laughs> else was playing it, but I rented it. I rented it instead of buying it. Um, and I died a whole lot because there were always like. 2,000 aliens coming at me all at the same time, eating my face. So yeah, my reflexes aren't fast enough to uh, kill them all and, like, stay alive. So it would take me, you know, two, three, four tries to make it through, like, every level. And I was like, you know what? This is taking me way too long. And I got way better things to do than to play this same game over and over and over again. Um, there's other shit to play. So... I took it back and I didn't buy it. See, I always I, if, it's, if it's a game that I'm real iffy on, I will like just go grab it at Redbox because the Redbox by my house, like they'll have shit on launch day, and um, and I could always grab it. So I'll grab it, <clears throat> and then I was like, no, no, it's just not worth it. So I took that back. And what else have I been playing? Hmm. I oh we had the the Xbox. Uh, backwards compatibility sale last yes, we did. this week, and that was a horrible thing. <laughs> you know, I only bought I only bought Geometry Wars, which I thought I had, or I guess Geometry War twos. That's all I bought. I was good. Really, I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I did. So I bought a couple of things, right? That I had oh, that I didn't shit. have. Like one of the game I played, one of the games I played this week called Flock. But I'll tell you about that in a second. But some stuff okay. that I have, and I really wanted to replay. Um, it was like super cheap. If it was like less than two dollars or less than three dollars, I would buy it again just so I don't have to deal with finding the disc and putting the disc in. And um, if it's something that I want to replay. So mm-hmm. I bought a couple of things that I know I want to replay, especially because I want to stream them. Um, so I bought those uh, so that I didn't have to 
futz around with the disc or find the disc or figure out if it's upstairs or downstairs or if it's at the office or whatever. Um, so I probably ended up buying overall probably, ugh, I hate to admit it, probably 10, close to 10 things and more than half of them I probably already owned. Um, Damn. It was just for the sake of convenience. It's just for the sake of convenience. Um, so Flock is a a puzzle game, right? Where you, it was funny. Um, I, I don't ever remember seeing this when it came out on the 360, right? So you mm-hmm. control a spaceship and they're sheep. And the sheep are like all over this, all over this pasture, right? And some, uh, some on the pasture, some, some ways there's a ramp going up or a ramp going down. And you can only go one direction. Um, someplace the fence is broken away so your sheep can fall off the pasture into the abyss. So, but what uh-huh. you have to do is you have to use your spaceship to frighten the sheep uh, back to the like mothership where they can be like beamed up. <laughs> it sounds really stupid. Um and it it really is. Um but it's like that fun kind of stupid. But you mm-hmm. can't play for more than like 15 20 minutes at a time. Right. Um cuz I played and I was like that's fun and then I was like, yeah, I'm bored with that. Um but then I would go back like 2 days later and play it again and be like that was fun and be done with it again after 15 minutes. Um but it was cheap, so I don't feel bad. And I actually think that my kid will probably like because, you know, it's got sheep and yeah. spaceships and other weird shit um, that kids tend to like when you put together that make absolutely no sense. Um, but that are fun anyway. Uh, what else? I played something else. Right. Um, I played something else. What was it? Oh, you know what? I started playing again and I wrote about it this week is I started playing Pokemon Moon again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, and I started playing it, and it didn't occur to me. My kid was looking at my map, and she was like, "You're almost finished." And I was like, "What do you mean I'm almost finished?" Um, it, I, and I do this with all the Pokemon games. I'll play them until like literally I'm on the like last region or the last island, and I'll be like, "Oh well, you know, I'm tired of playing this for now, so I'll put it to the side." Mm-hmm. Um. And then I'll forget how close I am to actually being finished. Um, So she looked at my map and she was like, you're on the last island. And I was like, oh, really? I guess I am. Now I'm going to have to go to like the Pokemon League or whatever and uh, do my battle. Um, So I we've been playing it together because she got Pokemon Sun for Christmas. Um, And I had gotten Moon. Um, a little before, but it miraculously appeared in my stocking at Christmas because she <laughs> didn't know I had it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I had to play it at launch because, you know, I couldn't help myself. You know how I am. And uh, poor impulse control. And um, so yeah. she and I have been playing together, just kind of like chilling out, just like, well, like chill on the couch together or lay across the bed and play together. And we've been talking about all kinds of like cool stuff, like sciencey stuff and figuring out stats. And, um, she's older now. Unlike when she played, um, when we played X and Y, she was five. So it was, you know, it was more, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna push this and see what happens and see if I can beat this Pokemon. <coughs> um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. Um, so now she can actually like strategize and she can figure out which Pokemon will beat which Pokemon based on what elements um, their moves are. Um, so she has a level of expertise now. And I think it's a lot of fun for her to be able to share that expertise with me. Yeah. Um, instead of it being the other way around. So it's a, a real kind of turning point, right? Um, for her as yeah. a, for her as a gamer, right? So yeah, that's been a whole lot Makes of fun. Sense. So I'm having fun playing Pokemon uh, Moon. I'm gonna I'm gonna be now. I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be sad when it's done. Except for you know, of course, I'll still have like 500 Pokemon left to collect. But luckily, I'm not a completionist, and I'll go ahead and do something else. yeah me either I usually only get like weird and completion-y about like one element of a game but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do everything Mm -mm. and as long as it's 700 and something Pokemon I damn sure ain't collecting them all Mm -mm. no I know too many Pokemon you know it, it was you know it was fine when it was like 100 and something what was it 152, 153? I was fine. When you got 700 and something, that's just, mm-mm. No, no, they need to change it from got to catch them all to got to give up your entire life and do nothing but Pokemon. Right. Got to catch some of them. I mean, because then you got to <laughs> like do shit like you got to do wonder trades or trade with people. I don't have that kind of time to dedicate to Pokemon. That's like people who um, are playing Zelda and are like, they want to like 100% everything. So they want to like collect all the Korok seeds. And there's like 900 or something of the, 900 and something of the little Korok dudes that you have to find to collect the seeds. Mm. And I'm like, that would never, ever in a million zillion years happen. Mm-mm. It's not that serious. No. But I guess that's one way to get your money's worth out of a damn game. Because you're going to be playing that game forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that is a benefit of it. You know, you can tell your kid, they're like, I want a new game. You're like, no, catch 10 more Pokemon. (laughs) Good luck. You haven't caught all the Pokemon. You're not done yet. Mm -mm, My kid's like me. She's like, once once we get to that last island, we done. (laughs) (laughs) I got six Pokemon. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, look, Ash usually only uses a few. Right. You know, always Pikachu and maybe one more. Mm-hmm. And I have like a couple of other ones. He rotates in and out based on like certain fights or whatever. But like he has his main dudes. The other ones will hang out. Like they're social with them. But they're not his fighting Pokemans. They're just like his generic fill-in-the-show Pokemans. <laughs> Somebody to get kidnapped here and there. Right. He ain't rolling with 750-something of them. (laughs) His pockets aren't that big. Well, you can only carry like six at a time anyway. What difference does it make? And if I find that I get someplace and I need one that does certain things, then I just go out and catch one in the wild. What the hell? I don't have time. I'm not going to go catch what I don't need. <clears throat> and as long as some of my other Pokemon have moves that I need that can beat stuff, I don't need to go find new ones. It's all about Pokemon efficiency. 
<laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a writer. I mean, I'm a writer. I don't, know. I don't play Pokemon. Pokemon efficiency. <laughs> you should. There you go. You should. You, with your love of collecting things, really or is. see, rather, stealing things, you could think of it as stealing them. You could think of it as stealing Pokemon from the wild, and you would then love <coughs> All right. it. I've thought about this, right? Because you're right. It does seem like the kind of thing that I would like. But I played a little bit with my son, um, you know, kind of helping him and stuff. And for one thing, the games are really slow. Like, the text loads slowly. Everything is slow. you got to click through screens. I'm not here for that. I have no yeah. patience. Um, so that's the first strike against Pokemon for me. The second is just that I don't like the way it looks. I'm not a 10-year-old. Pokemon doesn't do it for me. Shots fired. Aww. I ain't 10. I like the way it looks. I like the way it looks. Okay. I'm not 10. Are you not? <laughs> but you know what? You're right about the text. You're right about the text, but they they do it intentionally. I know. Right? I'm not because, saying it's a bad design you know, choice. I'm saying it it's is. not a good design choice for me. For me. For me. Because, you know, my kid's eight, and she appreciates the slow text. Yes, and some other games that Fine. are ostensibly geared ah. toward children, like, say, Minecraft Story Mode, maybe should have thought about that. But... Right. It does lessen my enjoyment a little bit. Yeah, that was horrible. But also, after being subjected to like 400,000 episodes of Pokemon, I'm okay with never seeing a Pokemon again. You know, they got obsessed with Oh my God. That everything is Pokemon. When we're in the Pokemon at our house, everything is Pokemon. We have to watch the anime, we have to read the Pokedex. We get the little we get the little uh, Pokemon books at the bookstore or at the li- uh, you can't really get them at the library because they always always checked out, so you have to go buy them. Um, so we are we're we're all into Pokemon at the same time, you know. I wish um, someone would develop like a full on Pokemon curriculum. Because I've just been trying to piece one together for my kids. Like, so we're going to talk about classification systems and we're going to talk about um, Pokemon and we're going to talk about and like stuff that we were already talking about. We've already been talking about all year. We've been talking about evolution and how humans evolved based on where they lived and the things that they ate and the environs. Right. So being able to say, hey, we've been talking about this for like the last six months. Now let's talk about it in relation to Pokemon has been really cool. So. I've been happy with that. All right, two things here. First of all, on that Mm -hmm. specific thing, you should remind them um, when you guys talk about that, that I had them talking about the clothes that people wore and how the clothes, you could tell like what their jobs were, where they lived based on their clothes because that's related. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like to reinforce their lessons from multiple angles. But the other thing is you should develop that Pokemon curriculum. You should put it up on a website with some ads and make all the money. (laughs) Until you know somebody sends you a cease and desist, but until I should. then, I should. I mean, if you're right. doing it anyway, <laughs> I thought about that. You know, in all my ample free time, like all the the weird curricula uh, stuff I've been putting together mm-hmm. over the course of the last six months or so, I was like, you know what, this would be useful to somebody else. I was like, but <laughs> right now it's just scribbled down in notes. 
and connections in my notebook, I would actually have to make it make sense to somebody else and then line that shit up with some common core, <laughs> some common core standards. Man, I'm like, yeah, no. Well, it's lined up with Indiana standards. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's lined up with Indiana. Cause even though we don't have to do that in Indiana to homeschool, I do it anyway, just cause I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, oh, don't and I'm black, and I don't trust folks not to too. not to do what they ain't supposed to do to black folks. Right. We have the little checklist too. No, no, I know you have. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm talking about. Yeah. So I mean, I you know, because you know, they they like to throw black people in jail for for homeschooling their kids. Oh yeah, of course. So just another excuse. But no, I mean, I I, I look <laughs> at the stuff, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh God, can we just? Stop for a second and remember that every kid is different. No, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, that's why you do it. You do it your own way. Mm. You do it your own way. You know, mm. it's like, it's like, oh, okay. So we need to do like, you know, one of the, the third grade standards was um, folk tales and fairy tales from different regions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did some folk tales and fairy tales from different regions, but you know, even more than that, we did like stories from different regions. Cause you know what? In this world right now, it's more important to know about real people in different regions yes. than it is to know about, you know, folk tales and fairy tales specifically. So we did some, but you know, my focus turned out to be more about people. So we would, you know, we were reading stuff about like, Ramadan, and we were reading stuff about Cinco de Mayo, right? Even though, you know, it's not, don't even get me started, but they had a whole section at the library. The kids were like, oh, look, Cinco de Mayo. So I was like, fine. <laughs> um, even though it's not a real holiday, right? For, for you know, right. most of the population. Um, so, but to, to think about it in those terms, instead of just thinking about folk tales and fairy tales, because you know what? At eight and nine, they're old enough. They're old enough and they need to know about different people, right? Because, you know, our problem right now in this country is that folks don't know about different people and don't care about different people. Agreed. So that's my, I'm putting my soapbox away right now. I'm putting my soapbox away. Anyway. Anyway. So yes, we've been playing lots of uh, Pokemon Moon. So my kid's like, I don't know why I'm getting so much screen time right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, because you haven't figured out that while we're talking about Pokemon, we're also talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. (laughs) Because, you know, she's just happy to be. I mean, she's engaged. And she's talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, So... She just hasn't recognized that, you know, it connects back to school. But you know what? That's that same shit that's going to get me thrown in jail because she was on the phone the other day <laughs> with someone and they were like, well, what'd you do? They were like, did you have school today? And she's like, no. And they were like, you didn't have school today? I was like, yes, you did. And she was like, yes. And they were like, what'd you do in school today? She was like, nothing. <laughs> because even though they have... They had literally been in class for seven hours doing stuff. None of it registered as school to her. Yeah. No, I understand. And I'm like, okay, that's really, really good because she's learning things and she's enjoying what she's learning. So it doesn't feel like work. But at the same time, that shit going to get me thrown in jail for like truancy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Please don't go to jail, though. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to jail. Oh, I'm not trying to go to jail. Jail is not a good place for black people. No. Um, is it anywhere, though? Uh, but, you know, I kept I kept Jack home some this week, and one day, one of the things I did was I sent him in to play Undertaker. <laughs> and he's like, later, we're talking to Terry about what he did that day. And when he listed, he's like, I did, I worked on vocabulary and I worked on like grammar and I did like some math. And, and I said, and you played the Undertale. He's like, oh, that wasn't school. I'm like, yeah, it was. It's like, how was that? What? How, how was that school? I'm like, did you have to read? <laughs> did you have to strategize? Did you come out here and we had a conversation about how to best proceed with what you were doing? Did you watch and analyze a video of somebody else's playthrough on that fight? And he was like, yeah. That sounds like school to me. But he was really resistant to reading that day. So I was like, go in there and play Undertale. Yeah. And that was how I, I got his reading time in. He just didn't want to do it that day. He couldn't concentrate. So. But I know he'll play Undertale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids. They don't know. I, I mean, I do. That's I said, like, right. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing with with stuff like Pokemon, right? Um, when she played the first Pokemon, she was five, so she she was not reading at you know at that level at five. She was in kindergarten. I mean, hell. Yeah. Um, so it was just like I'm gonna guess and do whatever I think is right. Um, and you know, and Mama helped me name the Pokemon, <laughs> um, helped me spell the names, but. Um, but that was still practice because then she had to like type in the letters and figure out what letters made what sounds. Yeah. But she was not reading the narrative, right? And it's it's pretty funny now because we were talking about it one uh, one day this week when she was playing the 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 latest Pokemon and she was like, "It's different now." She was like, "I never recognized how much of a story there was." I said, "That's because the last time you played Pokemon, because we skipped." Uh, uh, what Ruby and Sapphire? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, because the last time you played it, you couldn't you couldn't read well enough to recognize that there was a story. I mean, you could see the pictures because um, there's not a lot of voiceover, if any. Um, I was like, so you didn't know? I said, now you know right. you read it. I mean, because that's that's our agreement. I was like, if you're gonna play these games, you have to read them. There's no skipping through. And I and like I listen for clicks. When she's playing, I'm like, you clicking through mighty fast over there. What are you doing? She's like, I'm fighting. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, those things, you know, those things, um, I have to, I, I do whatever I can to get her to read. Yeah. Um, so between, you know, having her play stuff like Pokemon or having her play Animal Crossing and having her do like specific specific quests in games. Another game that she's been playing was um, the the Disney Magic Kingdom game. Um, I played the first one, uh, so I knew how much reading there was in it because you had all these quests to do. Every little Disney character sends you on a quest to do something in order to get new clothing or furniture or all these things. So you have to read. Um, and then you have to figure out where to go to do these things. So it's all about um, analysis. It's all about figuring out clues. Um, And you've got to do some, you've got to do some in-depth reading and talk to people along the way to figure this shit out. 
Um, so when she was like, I think I would like to play that game because, because of course with the new, with the newest version with two, um, that came out like right around Christmas, they had, um, they had the frozen characters in it. Um, and I was like, yes, yes, I think that's a good game for you to play. <laughs> Cause I played the first one. So I knew it was a whole lot of reading in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what, I mean, whatever I can get to do, because those are the same skills. I mean, I don't give a damn if it's written in a book on a piece mm-hmm. of paper in a comic, um, on a screen, on a tablet laying in the street. As long as she's reading and doing the work, I don't care where where it is. So I agree. And yeah. especially with something like games where you have to, especially if they have like dialogue options or something, they're not only reading, but they're analyzing because they have to figure out what to say, right, in response. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's fine. I mean, look, I read a lot. And I read really widely. Uh, and I did as a child, too. But I swear to you, Sam, as a kid, I learned more I from too. random things like Nancy Drew. Because it would just include a lot of weird stuff that I just never encountered. Like, you know, language about mm-hmm. reading maps and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, so the more widely you read and the more kinds of stuff you read, the more likely you are to build, like, a larger vocabulary, to have, like, a broader knowledge of things. I think it's fine. So you're preaching to the choir. Let me tell but you, I, I learned say we all got, kinds of stuff. We got way off track from what you're playing. Like what you playing over the next day? But I'm gonna day. say this one thing, and okay. ain't nobody gonna understand this. Ain't nobody gonna understand this one. I learned more from reading Iceberg Slim than I have anything else. Um, Girl, I don't even know what Iceberg Slim is. So go look up Iceberg Slim. <laughs> that was that in the seventies. Like I had to take on the black suit. Okay, so we did get way off track. <laughs> So, uh, what you playing? What you reading? Speaking of reading. Speaking of reading. <coughs> um, well, I was reading the uh, When She Woke, but I had to put it aside. I'll come back to it. Because we have a conference next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to do some prep work for my conference. Yes. Um, so, I'm rereading the three books that I'm using most for my conference presentation. Uh, which is Karen Barad's Meeting the Universe Halfway. And then two books by Tim Ingold. So I had to go back and do some rereads of those. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not sad because they're really good books. Mm-hmm. I love Karen Barad. Yep. I remember when we were in Michigan, we were standing in, we were waiting at that restaurant, the barbecue place. And we had to wait for so long. Everybody was talking and I'm like sitting there reading Karen Barad on my phone or my Kindle or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. People are trying to talk to me and I'm like, mm-hmm. Shh, I'm reading Karen Barad. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I only made it through like a page though, because it's real dense. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Um, I am prepping for the same conference next week. Um, and so most of the stuff that I'm reading is stuff that I've already read. But you know what I, I am reading um, hmm. for the first time? is uh what is it called uh queer game studies it's an Mm. edited collection by um adrian shaw and 
Oh, who was her co-editor on that one? I'm a horrible individual because I cannot remember. Um, I'll have to look and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but it's Adrian Shaw and another person. It's a, a it's an edited collection. Um, and it's an interesting one for a lot of different <laughs> reasons because, you know, it's queer game studies. But also one of the things that they have in this collection is a... Um, it's actually more of a transcript mm-hmm. of a discussion uh, between Jack Halberstam, Halberstam and Jesper Yule. So on the art of failure and the queer art of failure. So bringing together Jack yes. Halberstam's the, uh, the queer art of failure with yes, yes. Um, and it's very short. But it's, it starts a conversation that can definitely be built upon. Um, it's it's absolutely fascinating to start thinking about um, what failure means um, in these two cases um, in terms of failure as a human and failure in games. Um, mm-hmm. And acknowledging the fact that even though, yes, failure can be a good thing, that, but the failure can still be painful. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, it was, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, this is too short. I want this to go on for like 50 more pages or a hundred more pages. <laughs> and it doesn't. Um, but it definitely starts a conversation. So yeah. That sounds really interesting. I want to read that when you're done. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a uh, digital. Oh, Okay. So you can definitely go ahead and uh, do that. Awesome. Um, so let's do a quick what you're drinking. And then we'll get ready for um, our topic of the week. Mine is now a what were you drinking? You uh, what were you drinking? So we'll do what what were you drinking? <laughs> what do is that? An empty glass? My empty jar. <laughs> Um, I had this in one of those like um, twenty-four ounce jars, twenty-four ounce ball jars, because I'm very fancy mm-hmm. in that way. But I didn't fill it up all the way because I would be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I not long ago, friends, listeners, Sam posted to my Facebook a recipe for a cocktail. Um, that was bourbon. And ginger ale, which are two of my favorite things in the world, as you probably know, but with the addition of pineapple juice. So this evening, my husband went to the store and he he retrieved for me these items that I may try this cocktail. I will tell you, it is all that I dreamed of and more. It was very good, which is why now my jar is empty. I'm jealous, though. It was good. It's very smooth. And they didn't even have my usual bourbon. I had to get a different bourbon. Aww. I know. Okay. Very sad. But no, it was good. Well, I'm jealous. I'm still jealous. But you know what? That's okay because I'm drinking bourbon too. Yeah. Are you? I was going to drink. Yeah, I am. I was going to drink a beer. And then you said you were drinking bourbon, so I got jealous. And then I went and I made myself a bourbon sour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have my beer. So I have a bourbon sour, 
with the old Bardstown uh, bourbon. And mm. I have an, it's good, um, an Abita Andy Gator, which oh, is a doppelbock. Oh, let me tell you about that. Andy Gator. Oh, that Andy Gator's so good. <laughs> I know you don't like it. There's you something know wrong with you. No, I, no, no, no. It's not bad. It is not my usual. It's, it's hoppier to me than the doppelbox that I usually drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's not bad. It's not punchy in the face, hoppy. It makes you not want to drink it. Um, and it was, it was super cold. So I was fine with it. So, uh, yeah, my bourbon sour and my Andy Gator is what I'm rocking with tonight. That Andy Gator, man. So okay. There. So Sam and I both <laughs> bought these variety packs from Abita. They're one of my favorite brewers. Um, but the Andy Gator was one of my favorites. Let's see what else was in there. Uh, the Rot Iron IPA, which I thought was okay. There was also the Big Easy IPA, which I thought was better. A Strawberry Lager. Mm-hmm. Their Purple Haze, which is raspberry wheat and is delicious. And the Andy Gator. And was there something else? Yes, the mm-hmm. Amber. They're all good. The Rot Iron was the yeah. one I would rank I was like gonna say there was something else. Uh, The Strawberry's good, but it's not like my, it's not my, like my thing. You know what it kind of reminded me of, though? It had a, a lingering taste of uh, crunch berries. <laughs> okay, I can see that. I, yeah. I really felt like it did taste like yeah, strawberries. Yeah, crunch berries. And, and my thing with... It did on the front coffee. end. Yeah, it did. It had a really nice little flavor. My thing with fruit beers, and this is like my, my benchmark, is does it taste like fruit or does it taste like chemicals? If it tastes like fruit, I'm here for it. If it tastes like chemicals, I'm not. I feel like the strawberry lager yeah. tastes like fruit. <clears throat> but the Andy Gator was like one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it didn't taste chemically. Um, it just tasted, it just left a, a taste of crunch berries in your mouth. <laughs> so. Did you drink it by itself or did you drink it with food? I drank it by itself. I rarely drink beer with food. At home. I had my strawberry lager with a salad. I had mine with a salad and it was great. Oof. No, I had a, we had a big salad that night mm. with some other things and it was delicious. Did you have fruit in the salad? Uh, no, I had nuts and lettuce and veggies in the salad. And cheese. Okay. That would have been good. Oh, it was great. It was very summery. <laughs> So our issue of the week this week is nostalgia. Nostalgia. Um, I know. (laughs) Excuse me. And uh, I think nostalgia uh, is something we can talk about in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Nostalgia in games, nostalgia around games, nostalgia when playing games, nostalgia in game design, you name it, there's nostalgia. Um. And and I have to admit, I'm going to go ahead and jump in because I've been feeling a lot of nostalgia lately. Um, and I think it's because I've been playing a lot of games with my daughter. 
Um, and she likes to play lots of different kinds of games. Um, and so we'll be playing something and I'm like, oh yeah, but when I was a kid, there was a game like this that was so much better and it was this, right? So I'll pull out and dust off one of the old consoles or like if we have it on a newer console, I'll fire it up. And I'm like, it was a game that was, you know, it was like the best platformer ever. It was the best point click adventure game ever. It was the best puzzle game ever. And then what I quickly find <laughs> when I'm playing it by myself, because usually I'll, I'll like fire it up to make sure it works um, beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this game is not as great as I remembered it being. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But then I'll still like show her the game because I've already mentioned it. And she's like, you said you were going to show me blah, blah, blah. Um, but... It all pans out in the end because playing it with her kind of brings back a different kind of nostalgic feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's because like watching her experience the game for the first time, you know, kind of sates that that desire that I had for that that first time feeling that you can never get again. Right. Because you've already experienced it once. And not only have I experienced it once, but I've experienced 30, 40 years of other games in the interim. So I'm kind of jaded <laughs> and it's and it's not the same anymore. Yeah. So I don't know, I think, but, it, you know, it, it doesn't work out in the way that I thought it would usually um, but it does still work out in some way. And and some games, like, oh, I pulled out the old Game Boy for her because she wanted to play Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I told this story on uh, yet, but she wanted to play Pac-Man. And I was like, well, if you're going to play Pac-Man, you're going to play Pac-Man the right way. So I pulled out the old black and white original Game Boy and popped the Pac- Pac-Man cartridge in and gave it to her. And she started playing it. And she was like, oh, my God, how did you live? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I was like, we had to sit right under the light in order to see it. As And if you played in the car, you, like, had to play between street lights. Yeah. If it was nighttime. But, you know, at the same time, while she was, you know, she was like, oh, my God, how did you live? She sat there and played that damn game for an hour. She sat there and played for an hour. She was mm-hmm. totally enthralled with it. So, you know, there there is still something there, apparently. There is. So that's my first weird nostalgia story when it, when it comes to games specifically. So you might not be able to go home again, but maybe your kids can. No, I think that's a good point because, like, my son had the, um, what do you call it, that... Nintendo set, right, that had a whole bunch of different retro games and then, like, additional levels or whatever, like the Lost Levels or something. And he loves Donkey Kong, of all things. Loves it. He keeps pestering me. Mom, can I just have regular Donkey Kong? I just really want to play Donkey Kong. And I'm thinking, you don't. You don't (laughs) want to play Donkey Kong. But he does. He's obsessed with it. And he likes all the old Mario games. He'd probably sit there and play Pac-Man all day, too. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, some of the videos, like, kids react to old video games, I think are such bullshit. Because 
we have kids and we see them reacting <laughs> to this stuff and it's a game and it's a good game and they love it and they don't care if it doesn't look the same. Now, yeah. if it was a mediocre game, they would probably start to notice. But other than that, they don't care if it's like a clear objective, eat the pellets, avoid the ghosts. <laughs> it doesn't get much simpler than that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, like one of my all-time favorite point-and-click adventure games, everybody knows what this one is, one of them, one of two, um, is Grim Fandango. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that game. I played that game probably a gazillion times. Um, and then when they came out with the with the reboot, not reboot, but the what do you call it? <laughs> the remaster? When they, when they remastered it, thank you. See, I've had too much uh bourbon and <laughs> Andy Gatorade. When they came out with the with the remaster um a couple years back, uh I bought it the remaster on and then I uh, for the we had it on the Vita and on the PlayStation 3. Or was it four? One of the two. Four. Yeah. And um, it was because it hadn't been that long. Um, and my daughter thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Right? She was like, I want to play the dead guy. You know, the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it was bright. And it was colorful. And there were puzzles to figure out. Right? So, I mean, I had a certain amount of nostalgia for it. Because, you know, the game came out. Shit, it's been... <laughs> 15 plus years now, probably. Um, so I had a certain amount of nostalgia for it when it, when it came, when it came out as the remaster, because I, for a long time, every, um, uh, on every day of the dead, I would fire it up and play again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got so fucking difficult to get it to run on new machines, uh, after a while that I stopped, that I stopped. Uh, and then when they came out with the remaster, I was like, finally, I can play it again. Uh, cause it was a PC game. Um, and most PCs were running too fast to run it. So you had to slow your machine down in order to make the game run. Mm-hmm. And after a while, that just got to be so much of a chore that it really just wasn't worth it anymore because half the time it still would like freeze and die. And, and when you were in the middle of playing it. So when they came out with the remaster, just like, like I said, watching her experience it for the first time and being able to sit with her and talk through all the puzzles, right? And not just talk through all the puzzles, but say, hey, I remember when I played this. Let me tell you about all the crazy things I did when I was trying to figure this puzzle out. Let me tell you what happened to me when I was doing this, right? So all of those things that I had to do when I was figuring this out for her, um, it just made the game that much better. You know, I just want to kind of move sideways from this because I think there's so many things that we could discuss here and we're going to, I don't want to get hung up on one, one topic. I, I see what you're saying and I've experienced the same thing too. Just like, um, okay, well, let's take it a little bit to the left. Uh, when we were all playing Stardew Valley, Mm-hmm. My kids started playing Stardew Valley also. And it ultimately was a little bit too complex for him. Like, it looks pretty simple on the face, but when you get farther in, there's a lot going on. But the same as anything else, he didn't. He wasn't upset about, like, the look or the style or anything that you did. Um, he just liked the game. And yeah. I think in a lot of ways, Stardew Valley is a very old school game. Or it's a new game wrapped up in a very old school package. 
you know, the way you you have to like physically walk around and it takes you a long time to get to stuff every day. That's a very old school move. Um, there's not a yeah. lot of shortcuts. Uh, things are hard. The look, of course, is a there's no teleporting. Back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can only save at certain times, <laughs> you know, otherwise you're you're boned. Um, but he loved it. Yeah. You know, and and I think sometimes it's it's easy to forget that just because our kids are raised with much fancier games doesn't mean that they can't appreciate a good game that's in an older package. Like a Grim Fandango or something else. Right. Um, and like Stardew, Stardew Valley, you know, you is is just Harvest Moon. Yeah. I mean, it was it was amazing. Um, I don't remember if you were in that class where we played um, Stardew, where we played Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon, but we looked at the two side by side, and they were like freaking identical, with the exception of the fact that you know you can like be a black person and <laughs> like marry some women if you were a woman, and right? Romance some dudes if I mean, you were. Those are a, dude. a big deal, though. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That is a huge deal. But just the, the the actual look of it is almost exactly the same. It is almost exactly the same. It was kind of it was kind of stunning because I had never thought about it before. Um in terms of how similar those games looked. Because there's something about Stardew Valley that both scratches that nostalgic itch. But still makes you feel because, well, because the social issues are so different, right? And dealing with those current social issues is something that games have never done before. Like a Harvest Moon would never do, right? Mm -hmm. Harvest Moon is still about, you know, being a girl and marrying a boy and starting a family, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not about dealing with depression. It's not about dealing with... Um, what someone is facing when they're coming back from, you know, when they're coming back from uh, being deployed. It's not about, you know, romancing the, the you know, a local girl. Um, it's not about any of those things in Harvest Moon. Um, so so it, it scratches that nostalgic itch, but it takes it a step further. Right. Like it's a whole new thing. Yeah. And beautiful and contemporary and it just happens to have the look and the feel of an older game. And I think that more throwback games should look at what Stardew Valley is doing Mm -hmm. and emulate that rather than we're going to create some shit that looks just like the old shit. And is basically the old shit. (laughs) Right. And that, well, that's a trend now. It is. And that's a trend now. uh, I don't know. Go ahead. And then I'm going to weigh in. No, it, 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 Okay, so I like old games. I love old games. Don't get me wrong. I played old games. I love old games. Because you're old. I'm Because I'm old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm here to help. But at the same time, I don't want my new games to look like old games. I'm sorry, that is probably not a popular opinion right now. No, I'm with you. Nobody um, else matters. They're just listening. <laughs> we love you guys. Keep listening. It it just it drives me batty. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see. I don't need a top down eight bit shooter. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't need any of those things. I want. I have. I have 
paid a lot of money for modern technologies, I want to use those technologies. You know, I'm going to be real. I don't like pixel art. Oh. Well, pixel art is okay. I don't like the pixel art in my games. <laughs> but it's weird because it's weird because I love Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it just, it's something about it. It's like, you can't recreate what's already been created and think it's going to be better than what it is. See, I say that in one breath, but I say Stardew Valley is better in another breath. But, but Stardew Valley does something different. Games like Monaco that give you, you know, that give you 8-bit pixelated top-down shooters are not giving you something new. There's nothing new there. It's like trying to it's like trying to take I don't know uh some random 8-bit some random 8-bit game and saying, "Oh, we're going to make it into Grand Theft Auto." Mhm. That's not new. Mhm. It's got to it's got to do something new and be something new in order for it to actually work for me. I agree. So, okay. One of the games that I love, like an all-time favorite, um, is the Caesar franchise. Specifically, Caesar 2 and Caesar 3. There mm-hmm. was a Caesar 4, but it was crappy and buggy and whatever. <coughs> I have these games on disc, but mm-hmm. because I'm really lazy and haven't dual-booted my computer, which is perfectly capable, um, <laughs> I can't play them. Right? Mm-hmm. I could fix that, but, you know, again, lazy. Sorry. Um, But there are some clones now on Steam. Like, uh, you know, just different versions, basically, of the old Caesar games. And I have them. And it turns out that I don't really like them. (laughs) I've tried to like them. I want to like them. I think they're interesting in theory. But just doesn't really do anything for me. So is it... I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just going to say that. I think it... You can't really recapture the thing that you think you want to recapture. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why I haven't enjoyed a Civilization game in like 10 years. Oh, wow. Because I'm no longer the person who could sit at the computer and like get high for hours and play Civ. (laughs) You know? I'm not that guy anymore. I have responsibilities and, you know, I don't want to get arrested and all of that. Um, all the important things. Right. So it just becomes something that is not quite as attractive anymore. Even though in theory, I th- I sit here and I think, oh, the Civ games are so good. And the only one I really like anymore is uh, is the little one, the miniature. What is it called? Civilization, Re- Civilization Revolution? Yes. I enjoy yeah. that one. But when I sit down and try to play like Civ 4 or 5 or 6, I don't care. See, I haven't played six. I tried it. I didn't I like play it. Six. I want to play six. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of. Uh, let's see. I didn't like the space one. So yeah, we've it, talked about that. Yeah, that was garbage. That was hot garbage. Um, and but the one four and five were good. So I kind of want to try six. But you know what? 
I, I, I never had to, I, I could just sit and veg like with, I could just sit and veg with a cup of coffee or whatever and play save. Um, because I like to play that kind of attention to detail, pay that kind of attention to detail. But so, you know what, here's, but the, here's the rub. Those are also kind of the games that when we start talking about nostalgia, those were games that I played at a different time. Yes. I played a lot of the earlier Civ games when I didn't have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't so gosh darn busy all the right. time. Like Civ 2 and 3, that shit was my jam. I would play for like days and just sit. Right. So I mean, and now I I can't I can't sit and play a 4-hour, you know, I can't sit and play 4 hours of Civ. No. Because my kids going to be running around going, "What the hell's wrong with you? I need to eat." Uh what the wrong what the hell's wrong with you? You need to you need to play with me. You need to do this. We need to do that. So it would be these these short stilted sections uh sessions of play that would, you know, have to you know, I'd have to stop every 10 minutes to do something. Right. And at that point it loses momentum. And you're like, oh shit, what was I doing? Oh, now I'm getting killed because I forgot what I was doing and I forgot that I had a treaty with so and so and then I went over here and did this instead. So yeah, I mean, and that's another thing about nostalgia, right? Is that, you know, lives change too. So even though the feel of the game is the same and the game itself may be the same, hell, we're not the same people. No. We're just really not. Even though I really want to be like 21 again. No shit. I would love to just sit around and not have much to worry about and have a slightly better credit rating and just be high all the time. (laughs) But, you know... (sighs) I do have the kids who depend on me and who like to eat. <laughs> Which, by the way, tonight my daughter finished dinner and a dessert and turned around and looked right in my eyes and said, I need a snack. <laughs> I'm like, how many times a day are you going to eat? So, I mean, you can't even steal like an hour to play because Mm-mm. they have to eat all the time. No, no. It's like, you know, and... and I mean, and kids are funny because, you know, they want to follow you. It's like, and, you know, even at like eight and nine, it's like, I still, I still wonder when I'll be able to like go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's somebody cause... knocking on the door at the very least. Hey, hey. Right. Because, you, you know, for, for those out there who don't know, we've been homeschooling together this year. And I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and I'm like, I'm going to go upstairs in my room and go to the bathroom so I can have just a minute of peace. Because the kids were like on on tilt all day that day. I'm like, I'm going upstairs to go to the bathroom. Why? When I opened the door, were both kids, yours and mine, standing outside the bathroom door? <laughs> um, because children? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> they were like, we were waiting for you. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> you were stalking me. I mean, so, I mean, those moments, that's what keeps you from having the, you know, that time, right? Yeah. You know, and I, and I talk about it all the time. I was like, you know, the, the things that I had, like nostalgia, <laughs> right? Sims, I have mad nostalgia for the Sims because when the Sims came out in, what was it, 2000, 
or 99. It was one of the two. I was writing my dissertation. I think it was 2000. I was finishing my dissertation. And I would say, okay, if I can write 10 pages, then I can go ahead and have this much time to play The Sims. Right. And gone are those days of being able to sit down and say, now I get two uninterrupted hours to play whatever I'm playing. Because, you know, unless your kid's asleep, you're not going to get that two uninterrupted hours. But if your kid's asleep, you know what? Nine times out of ten, you need that two uninterrupted hours to To work, to work. Yeah. Right. Okay, so (laughs) let me tell you a funny story about this play by post mafia thing that's going on. So yesterday, the uh, the day phase wrapped up, right? And in the last couple of hours leading to the end of the day phase, it's super busy. Mm-hmm. Big surprise, a lot, of, a lot of posts. So Jack was home. Um, he was doing his work. And uh, I was sitting next to him. I had my laptop. He's doing some worksheets. I'm helping him. I'm trying to keep track of, of this heated debate about who we're going to kill, right? And he keeps trying to look over. And I'm like, I'm going to need to stop you because I don't need you to learn new and exciting ways to use four-letter words because people were in their feelings. But it's that same kind of thing. Like, you don't have that separation anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't just sit down and, like, focus. And, like, big surprise, I post a lot because I have poor impost control. And people are like, you have kids? How can you post this much? And I'm like, see, but I'm a PhD student, so I have learned literally to read philosophy while doing something else mm-hmm. yeah like i could put one eyeball on the foucault and one eyeball on a three-year-old <laughs> and 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 do that thing right mm-hmm. yeah i was i was that's funny because i was doing the the same thing yesterday um as i was watching oh i was watching jen moto we had her mm-hmm. on the show um, a couple weeks back, right? String um, while reading for my conference presentation next week and mm-hmm. helping my, my daughter with um, her math. I do all three at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I could do all three. I could do all things. But this I is how our brains things. have branched now, right? Like, and I think it's harder sometimes to do something like a civilization where you have to focus because right. there's like shit going on over here and shit going on over here and down yes. here and motherfuckers encroaching on your border and like you have to think ahead to over here. Like I can't, I can't focus in the same way as easily anymore. I can do Crusader Kings because I don't give a shit about like I will take over territories just because I want to have my color everywhere, but I don't care about the military aspects, right? Like I'm focused on like let me find the best wife. With all the best um, qualities. And that's what I'm paying attention to. So I can shape that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the games that I used to love aren't really friendly in that same way of like shaping your experience into something that fits your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, growing up's a bitch, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, no shit. My son is always like, I just want to be grown up. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, take time. Wait. It ain't fun. You got all the time in the world. Ain't I, fun. I tell my daughter that all the time. She's like, when I'm 21, no, you got a long time for you, 21. Sit back and enjoy. But she also tells me she's never moving out. So 
<laughs> my kid went through that phase where he was going to work at the local convenience store as a cashier so that he could live at home forever. <laughs> no, she wants, a, she wants a real job. She wants to go to college. She wants to, according to her, she wants to um, make art for video games. So she wants to, to do game art. Um, and she wants to teach games. Uh, but she wants to she wants to live at home. Mm. Man. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> She's like, I want a job. Don't get it twisted. Because I want to be able to spend my own money. <laughs> but I'm still living at your house. <laughs> okay. But on the subject of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. What about this? Um, so my weird relationship with Zelda, I think is well documented on this podcast and elsewhere. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. I only like the old Zelda games. I like Breath of the Wild. I think that that is a wonderful, amazing game. Probably because it's not very much like a Zelda game. I was going to say probably because it's like Skyrim. Oh no, but see, I don't like Skyrim. Mm, Oblivion? I do like Oblivion. Um, but anyway... I only really like the old Zelda games. Once they went to like the uh, the more updated style, I didn't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I will go back at any time. If you put the old, the original Legend of Zelda in front of me, or even Zelda 2, I will sit and play it. I will ignore everything else around me until I am done. But anything after that, I just don't really give a shit. Explain wow. that one. I cannot. Well, it, well <laughs> I, I mean, because it's that old art style. Yeah. It's the old art style. Um, I, I get nostalgic for um, the old. Okay, so I played my first text-based and the first graphic. Think, and I use scare quotes for graphic folks can't see it. The first graphic um, adventure games on an old Tandy monochromatic computer. Girl. Okay? That's how old I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get nostalgic for that um, gold on weird blacky gray green screen. <laughs> and the games that I played on those. Just the look of those. I'm like, if I could get a game to look like that again, if I could play that game again, looking exactly like that, I would be so happy. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why I think that. Because it's not. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that game to look that way. I'm looking for that experience. I'm looking for being a kid again. Being young again, yeah, and having the free time to literally sit up all night long at the dining room table playing that game. Yeah, that's a good point. With no responsibility, you know, zapping pizza in the microwave when I got hungry, drinking soda, and doing whatever. I'm looking for that experience. I'm not looking for that game. Though I will say that not long ago I had the kids play the Oregon Trail as mm-hmm. part of their, their lessons. Mm-hmm. And I came in here that night and I played the Oregon Trail um, <laughs> by myself for I don't, don't no good reason. Just because I wanted to see if I could win. And I did. 
and I was excited about it. Um, but I think that sometimes it's about like the old BBS games. Did you ever do any BBS stuff, like local kind of internet? You mm-hmm. would dial in, you know, and play mm-hmm. like the BBS door games. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, that shit was fun. I would like to ask art and stupid stuff, yes. and it was turn based, and you only have so many turns. Yes, it was fun. And I wonder that same question: like, do I really miss those games, or do I miss the experience of being part of like a local community? Yep. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is because, like I said, I go back and I <coughs> excuse me, I go back and I play like old games all the time because I have a lot of my old consoles and just the, most of them, not all of them, mm-hmm. most of them, I don't get the same feeling when I play them anymore. Mm-mm. It really depends on the game. Like certain games, yes, I can just pick it up and be like, this is still so good. Yes. Yes. And others that I enjoyed immensely when I played them for the first time, you know, I, you know, would enjoy again and again and again. See, and I'm going to admit this, and I'm probably going to lose all kinds of cool points and credit and everything else. Uh-oh. I know. You ready for this, y'all? I'm ready. I have a deep and abiding love for Final Fantasy VII. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's one of the games I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about it. Final Fantasy VII gave me my first repetitive stress injury. (laughs) I remember specifically. I was an adult, okay? I remember specifically. I I was more than an adult. I was grown as hell. I had my first house and everything. I remember specifically sitting on the couch with a two liter of Mountain Dew. Like Terry does. Like Terry. <laughs> Except <laughs> I was hard. drinking mine out of a glass. Oh, okay. <laughs> With My a two-liter mouth. And a bag of, like, hot chips <laughs> with my baseball cap turned backwards. And I sat Were there. you ever more lesbian than you were in that moment? I was, that, I was never more lesbian than I was <laughs> in that moment. And I sat there for an entire weekend. And played that game. Mm-hmm. Let me tell and you that something. was the best gaming experience I had ever had in my entire life. Mm-mm. Hang on. I'm about to one-up you. I remember that shit because it had multiple discs. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's some old school shit. I had played something like 70 hours. Yep. And like I was going, because I was breeding chocobos. And you know how obsessive I can get. Uh, yes, I do. Right. And I had done a bunch of other stuff that I wanted to do because I was focused on the goddamn chocobos. My save file got corrupted. Oop. Girl, I didn't even take more than like one deep breath of like, God damn it. I just restarted. And I did it again. No, you didn't. I sure did. The whole damn thing. And I bred the chocobos and I beat all the weapons and I did... So total, I probably had like 600 hours in that game by the time I was done. But then look at what I do with State of Decay now, even with everything else that's going on in my life. So there's just something wrong with me. No, there isn't. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't. Um, Because that's just like me with Stardew Valley. I've got hundreds of hours in Stardew Valley saves across uh, (coughs) Mac, PC, and... See, I hit a wall with that one. Xbox One. Uh, see, you you were you were iffy on that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I and I was just loving it from the beginning. And P told me in no uncertain terms that I was not allowed to buy Stardew Valley um, for the Switch if it ever came out. And I was like, I'm grown. You ain't the boss of me. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to buy two copies just for that. <laughs> and I will. I'm not going to buy two copies, but I will buy a copy. I will play it again. Um, when it comes out one on the Switch, mm-hmm. I will. Cause you know what? It I love that game. And I have, you know, like I said, poor impulse control. Yeah, but at this at the same time, I and I was just talking to somebody about this tonight. I can't wait for State of Decay 2 to come out. Oh girl, don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> I get really excited just thinking about it. <laughs> I cannot wait for State of Decay 2 to come out. I'm going to enjoy that immensely. Yes. But I'm not going to play as many hours as you, I'm sure. We don't even have to talk about that. But hang on. There's something I wanted to say about Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Okay, so I told that story for a reason. I have no desire to re-experience that game in any way. When they release the remaster or whatever it is they're doing, I don't care. I don't want to play it. I don't want to grind. Uh. Now, I thought about this summer re-upping my uh, World of Warcraft subscription. And I probably would if my husband wasn't so busy. Because, you know, he's working on the solar decathlon. He's designing a house. He does a lot of that at night. If he could play with me, I probably would. Um, And that requires some grinding. Because now they've released a new expansion and I'm not high level enough. Um, but that's different, right? Because there's some variety. Grinding mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy VII is literally just walking your ass out there and fighting whatever comes up in your path. Yep. No thanks. Yep. I have I no desire to do that. I, I, I can't replay the original now. I can't. Now, if they come up with a straight-up reboot, um, I might try it, but I don't know. I, nothing has drawn me into that, you know, 1997, you know, spend three yeah. days doing nothing but eating garbage and playing Final Fantasy VII. Because one, I can't sit on my couch and eat garbage for three days because yep. I'll be hospitalized with yep. the with the with the hypertensions and sugar diabetes afterwards. <laughs> But <laughs> my kid would be looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? You, you, What is wrong with you? I have all kinds of responsibilities that will not allow for that kind of behavior anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if it gets remastered, and well, it is being remastered. When it gets released, I might get it for my child. I don't know. See, P would enjoy it because she likes JRPGs mm-hmm. and she is more than willing to grind. I mean, she had 120 hours in Nino Kuni. I know. I don't know if Jack would. That was the, the wall that he's at right now in Undertale is he needs to go grind for a while. And he's like, oh, I don't really want to. And I'm like, sometimes in a game, you just got to go out there and grind your ass off. Yeah. I didn't say that to him, but you know, I was like, that's just how it goes. 
Like, I agree with you, it's dumb. But sometimes you just gotta get that money. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing about JRPGs, though. If you play, if you ever play JRPGs, you know you gotta do that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's a fact of life. You're like, oh, I gotta go over here. Yeah, but, but you I know what else is there. a fact of life? Like <laughs> sexism and racism and everything, and they're all stupid. <laughs> Sorry, this, I, this too is true. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like grinding. Well, see, most people who like JRPGs like the grind. Mm. They like, I the, like grind. the story. I like the approach. I like, I loved turn-based combat that I miss that. I love, I love turn-based combat, um, but I don't, I don't want to grind. I have no desire. Oh, but you don't, you don't, you know, you know what you need to play. You need to steal your kids uh, 3DS and you need to play Dragon Quest eight. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Good story. It's not really grindy, but turn-based. I like so then that, that's why I liked some of the Dragon Quest games. But you know what? Um the Dragon Quest games are strongly Judeo-Christian. Mhm. They are. They are religious as hell. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if I could do that. Um I I was kind of upset because my kid had um borrowed my D my my 3ds because she wanted something that was in my in my Animal Crossing on uh, my Animal Crossing save in my world so uh-huh. she borrowed my 3ds so she could turn it on and go visit my town to get some stuff and she took my copy of Dragon Quest out and put my dra- copy of Animal Crossing in and then couldn't find my Dragon Quest Mm-mm. and I was about to lose my mind. And so it was, that was like spring break. And I just found my copy of Dragon Quest today. I was mm-hmm. mad. I, I was bet. mad. I was like, you're going to have to buy me another copy of Dragon Quest. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to put my time back. But you're going to have to buy me another copy of Dragon Quest. She was like, whatever. I don't have any money. <laughs> Kids, man. Oh, irresponsible little asses. Irresponsible little asses. I want to. I want. I got nostalgia for that too. I want to be irresponsible little ass. I want to sit and play games for thirty six hours straight. <sighs> yeah. And yet, I would die. Probably. I, I don't think I can do that anymore. I have a hard enough time. It takes me a while to recover from those game marathons when we were doing the. We didn't do what we didn't do it last year, <laughs> but the the twenty four hour ones. No, they're hard. <coughs> yeah, my body. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, the marathons are even even the little ones even doing like you know, a four or five or six hour stretch. I have to restructure my whole weekend around it. Yes. It's difficult. Yeah. When we do those game for good, those gaming for good marathons, mm-hmm. I I have to like plan not to do anything else the next day. Yeah. Because, well, I'm up at the beginning of each um, segment anyway, just to make sure everybody's, 
like up and streaming and um doesn't have any problems and doesn't have any problems yeah um and then i then i allow myself to go back to sleep for the rest of the shift um but you know just waking up every you know four hours in the middle of the night means that you're not you're not you know sleeping no so so that's it's that's damn near as bad as being up for the 24 hours straight yeah it sucks. I just I want to clone myself so the second self can just game all the time. I want to clone myself to a younger, healthier self, so okay, we can just game. Okay, you're just getting all greedy time. now. I am. <laughs> I am. I want a time. No, you know what? I don't have to do that. Just give me a time machine, and let me go back. Let me. Uh, no, I don't want a time machine. I like my life now. With my child. Um, I just want to be. 15 years younger. I think I would make. I would make. I might. I might make a career change if I were 15 years younger. Yeah. I might make a career change. Okay. So that's a good question. And I think this is one that we can maybe go out on. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. it's a weekend. What's yes. Sam playing? Let's even let, let's let's change that. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, except today, you're fifteen years younger. You have no responsibilities. You are who you were fifteen years ago, but you have all the games of today plus all the games in the past. What are you playing? Ooh, right. 15 years. What am I playing? Wow. Mm-hmm. So it would be an open world game. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay. Still, though, or would you have already finished it by now 15 years ago? <laughs> 15 years ago, I'd have been finished as hell. You you'd, you'd be on, like, your third playthrough. <laughs> I would be. I would be. Um, yeah, I would have I, I would have just powered through that puppy. Yeah. Because um, I wouldn't have, you know. Distractions. I have, yeah, I wouldn't have the distractions. So 15 um, years ago, weren't you, like, chasing tenure? Yes, I was chasing <laughs> tenure fifteen years ago. I was chasing tenure fifteen years ago. Um, but you know what? I would have I would have justified that shit because I would have been writing about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That is a hell of a game. I, I really do think it's gonna have a vast and lasting impact on the gaming landscape as a whole. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to switch so badly. I keep having to like creep on people I know, be like, Let me play your switch. <laughs> Let me play your switch. <laughs> you done with that switch? Can I hold it for a second? <laughs> just, let me just look at it. Let me just touch it with one finger. Um, but we're moving this summer, so you know all my extra funds are tied up. Um, so, and you know what? What it is about the switch, and this is something interesting. And and I've been like debating this. It's right because we have one switch in our household, and what happens is a lot of times I just don't get to play. 
<laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, right? Because my and my kid's not even playing Zelda on the Switch. She's playing Zelda on the Wii U because that's where she started her save. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to restart because right. I was like, I scrapped all my progress and restarted. Um, But she is, she'll constantly like grab it and start playing like Mario Kart, even though we have Mario Kart 8. For the Wii U, just not Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, right? Right. Um, she'll grab it and she'll start playing like snipper clips or she'll start. And I'm like, wow. I mean, but she'll, but she'll start and she she uses it as a handheld. She doesn't plug it in to play it on the TV. The I think the only time that the... Um, Switch has been plugged in for she and I to play something together has been when we were playing Mario Kart. Um, and it took a long time. She she played like Mario Kart like three days straight by herself before she even let me play. And I and I had bought the game for myself as a teacher appreciation day present. She was like, whatever. And I was like, are you going to play with me? She was like, no, because you're so much better than me. I need to practice first. <laughs> so she played like three days straight by herself before she would even play with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the console itself is so different and almost innovative. Yeah, that it's beautiful. People don't know how to respond to it. I think because I'm one of those people when I say I don't know how to respond. Is it you know? Is it a home console? Is it a handheld? You know what is it? Right because. Um, and then I was thinking to myself, I was like, so, you know, are, am I going to have to like save up to buy her her own switch? <laughs> you know, is that, is that what's going to have to happen? Like, you know, like she got her own 3DS. I mean, because price point wise, it's not much different. No, but the demand still is right. really ridiculous. Right. Right. And I, I'm thinking, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about for like Christmas. Right. Right. Right, um, because she treats it like a handheld. So it's like when she wants to play something on the switch, she just grabs the switch and she's gone. She doesn't, you know, she grabs it out. It's not, it's never in the cradle because you know they still have those issues with the right. screen. Um, so she'll just like grab it, unplug it, and be gone. And I'm like, where's the switch? <laughs> um, and you know, she'll be somewhere playing Mario Kart. Right, she'll be somewhere playing Mario Kart online with other people. Right. And that's what that's another thing that, you know, I, I have talked about Nintendo in so many different ways for so many bad things. But I really appreciate the fact that when you play when you play Mario Kart 8, um, you have a set of like 10 pre-selected things that you can say to people. And that's it. Um, I will say, though, Hearthstone does the same thing and motherfuckers still manage to abuse it. Never well, underestimate the power of people to be assholes. Well, maybe it's because, you know, not many people have, but it, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened to me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't think it's happened to her. Or if it has, she hasn't noticed it. Oh, I'm sure that people can't like manipulate it too much. It's mostly that people can still manage to be annoying uh, with it. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Well, the, the only, t- well, he, you know, here's the rub. You can only talk when you're in the lobby waiting to go into a right. race. Yeah. You can't, like, Hearthstone, you can, like, use those little things during the game. You can't do that. Yeah. 
And so, you know, right. you can't really be annoying in that 30 seconds while you wait for people to choose which 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 uh, track they want to run. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. But I think, I think about this idea a lot, like where I would be, what I would be doing if I had less to do, if I had like a, a job that had regular hours, for one thing, um, if I didn't have children, what would I be playing? And, you know, the honest question for me is I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Really? I really don't. What do you enjoy playing most now? It's really situational. Mm-hmm. I like all kinds of things. Often I'm more tempered by like either time or money. Um, I'd I'd probably be playing something online. I'd probably be playing an RPG, an MMORPG. Mm-hmm. Because you know that feeds my obsessiveness. Mm-hmm. See, when you first asked that question, I, the first thing that popped into my head was WoW, but it wouldn't be WoW. Oh, it, I hate if WoW. It, <laughs> no, you know what it would have been? It would have been vanilla WoW. Yeah. All right, I can see that. Yeah, it wouldn't be current WoW. It mm-hmm. would be vanilla WoW. My husband was a big vanilla WoW player. I was still playing Final Fantasy Eleven at the time of vanilla WoW. And there was a lot of rivalry between those two, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be Vanilla Wow. <coughs> well, you know what other game was really good, but, um, you know, unfortunately, we'll never see again since the company went under and everybody got sued and all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. Kingdoms of Amalar. Oh, yeah. Terry really liked that stuff. That game was amazing. I love that game. Hmm. Hey, really? Like, you guys should have a conversation about that because I didn't play it, but he did. And I would come in, like I'd be working or whatever. I'd come in and he'd be playing that shit. And I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I was still playing this game. He borrowed it from somebody, and he played the shit out of it for like months because they just didn't ask for it back. Yep, that game was amazing. And you know, we'll never get a we'll never get a remaster. We'll never wow, get that sucks. They'll never make it backwards compatible because the the company doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty sucktastic. And then when they they auctioned off the, because uh, they were going to make an MMO RPG, that same company. <laughs> um, and then when they went out of business and they like sold all the, they sold all the IPs. No, I don't think anybody bought the IP for the MMO RPG. If I remember correctly, they auctioned all that shit off. That game was amazing. Mm. I loved that game. Because it came out as the, about the same time as Skyrim? Yeah, I would think maybe a little bit after is my guess, but I don't know. It, yeah, it came out about the same time as Skyrim. Um, and I would and I would make people mad because I was like I like this game better than Skyrim, and everybody was like loving Skyrim, and I was like whatever I like this game better, and Oblivion is a better game than Skyrim, so nah. (laughs) 
you know, people get mad when you uh, you piss on their favorites. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um. Hmm. Now I want to go like dust off a of 360 and play some Kingdoms of Amalur. There's all kinds of things that, that I want to play. And you know what? I think that 15 years ago, me in today's world would probably play Hearthstone a lot more in a lot more dedicated fashion than I do. I'm kind of a. I don't really care about leveling up. I'll just play some Hearthstone for the shit of it. But 15 years ago, me would be playing non-stop. Because Hearthstone really lends itself toward an obsessive mindset if you don't want to spend the money. <laughs> like, from where I sit, the mechanisms to get you to spend money in Hearthstone are really obvious. Um, so they're easily avoidable. But younger me... Would have just been like, I'm poor, so I can't afford it. So I'm just going to play my ass off so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have played a lot more. Because it's it's more convenient than playing a physical card game. And I, back then I played Magic, like, in a really dedicated oh, right. way. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, no, I'm back... I've, Back then, I was still probably playing a lot of 15 years ago. 15 years ago, yeah. Um, I was playing a lot of point-and-click adventure games. I was playing Ultima Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 years ago, WoW well, wouldn't have been out yet. Um, I was... Oh, you know what I was playing? I was also played a whole hell of a lot was the beta for The Sims Online. Mm. Which was way better than the game the the game when it was released. That's what I've heard. It was way better than the game when it was released. Um so the time that I had spent in the beta, I was real happy with, but the game itself was garbage when it was le- released. Um, so those were the kinds of games that I was playing a lot of. Like I said, point and click adventure games, especially, because um, those were always my jam. And I still like a good point and click adventure game. I think I'm gonna. I'm about to take a tour of some old school point adventure game, point and click adventure games, um, myself this summer. But that's neither here nor there. As well, you should. I uh, know. I never did a lot of that. I missed, like, that's that's the period of time in which I wasn't really gaming. Plus, I was always a console gamer. It's only been very recently that I've played much of anything on a computer, and I'm on a Mac, so I'm still limited. But well, I think I'm going to spend some time catching up this summer. I could recommend some good ones for you. <laughs> I know. I know, I'm going to do some contemporary ones, some classics, and uh, when I get through the list that I have, I will come to you. Yeah. I got a a couple new ones that I might check out soon, too. I got a, um, I was, I brought, I pulled, I took my uh, game, my PC laptop out into the game room, and I'm like, I'm going to play some games. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm going to do well you let me know how that goes I'm going to let you know how it goes 
All right. On that note, I guess that's going to bring us to the end of episode 152 on Nostalgia, where we've rambled on and waxed nostalgic. Ha ha ha. So many episodes. So many episodes. But we've waxed nostalgic about our favorite games. And if you're nostalgic for earlier episodes, please let us know. (laughs) If you're nostalgic for your own nostalgia games, you can also let us know that. That too could be fun. And on that note, as I said, that will bring us to the end of episode 152. And until next time, when we have episode 153, (laughs) we want to say to you, it's like the middle of May and freezing cold outside (laughs) and raining. So stay warm, stay dry, avoid all the allergens in the air. No kidding. (laughs) And as always, my friends, game on. Woo!